Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Pie Factory podcast. Pie Factory? What kind of podcast are you guys doing anyway? Hello again, everybody, and by again, I mean for the first time ever. Um, my name is Sean, and with me, as always, is Jim, and welcome to the Pie Factory podcast. Hello, Jim, how are you? Party on, Sean. Party on, Jim. Uh, that's pretty cool. Hey, yeah. uh, I, I bet everybody's wondering why we're here. Yeah, why are we here? Now, see, well, I went to ca- I went to Catholic school, and they told us that the reason that we're here is to glorify God and His creations. And I'm doing that right now. You can see right now in your little webcam uh, that I am drinking a nice Leinenkugels out of a Pac-Man glass that my wife got me for Christmas. Um, listeners can't see it, of course, but hey. You know, I think the best explanation of anything is... Something Tom Servo once said uh, in Mystery Science Theater 3000, it's because of physics. Hi, I'm Tom Servo. (laughs) It's because of physics. That's why we're here. Mm-hmm. It's because of, and physics. that's why you can see you can see through his head outside the theater, but not inside the theater. That is correct. Absolutely. So, you know, I was going to say the reason we're here is because of the Big Bang Theory, but I don't want to talk about Jim Parsons right now. Nah, no, that's that's off topic. Although it, it we we're still going to talk about some pretty nerdy stuff as it is. <laughs> so right. uh, specifically, um, so how did we get here? Well, um, if you're listening to us, you've probably uh, also a also a you probably also are a listener of uh, no quarter podcast hey. uh, shout out to Mike and Carrington and whoever else might be hosting uh, you know we saw the announcement on Saturday and uh, long story so sit back and uh, maybe speed sit us right up back a little bit and if you'll you hear can. a tale a tale of a fateful yep. podcast oh yes very fateful indeed so yeah some time ago jim said to me he's like hey you know what we should do a a podcast which we talk about a specific game um every episode and i said oh you mean like no quarter he's like yeah oh that's right i had no idea they existed at the time yeah so uh we had heard on saturday or at least we got a little clue on their facebook page where they posted a game over graphic and of course we're all like oh god it's over and so something clicked in my mind i was like wait a minute jim what do you think dun, dun, are you pondering dun. what i'm pondering so you know we're figuring hey maybe we can step in fill the void uh doing our own unique thing perhaps not necessarily copying everything that mike and carrington did um so here we are well not copying them as far as they know well they're gonna know eventually because well apparently they still exist so we now we have to hurry up and think of something different to do so what should we do well, we already had some ideas. Uh, we we were we were tossing this around, and um, we got some ideas that I think will make us different enough, but uh, different enough to you know be our be our own little groovy thing, and uh, not intrude on their territory at the same time. And indeed, um, you know they are the preeminent arcade game podcast. So if you're not listening to them, listen to them. And if you are listening to them. And you must be very confused hearing both us and them at the same time. So that is true. Well, you know, you know, headphones are a, a miracle of modern science because you have two different signals Absolutely. piped in. You know, each side you could have all the way to the left to their show, and then all the way to the right to ours. And, I wouldn't um, consider myself right. Hey, you know, 
Oh, we're not going to get into that right now. Yes. That's what my main podcast is for, is that topic. (laughs) But, so, yeah, I mean, our goal is to be more oriented on the gameplay and you know i would i would think you know more our memories of the game and that sort of thing and we we were discussing this and i think it would be interesting and we agreed on this to each episode we're going to talk about two different games and we're going to kind of theme them and theme uh, is a verb we're not going to let you know the theme we will we'll 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 announce the games like you know the, the episode before but we won't announce the theme until the next episode. This kind of gives you a little thing to puzzle about in the meantime, during our absence. See what we did there? And of course, what's going to happen? People are going to say, well, you know what? That must mean there's a prize. And yes, there absolutely is a prize. And that prize is you get to hear us shut up until the next podcast. The prize is you're a richer, more fulfilled human being. Absolutely. Yes. And uh, without further ado, um, you know, you have, hey, uh, you know, I'm th- so me and Sean pretty much grew up in the same. Uh, in the, well, pretty much nothing. I mean, we grew up in. Well, you, well, technically, you grew up in Bourbon A, but uh, we've eventually. Yeah, that's up for debate. Well, but uh, we. Eventually, it's up for uh, debate whether up, I. Yeah, we. I'm 40 it, years old. It's up for debate whether I ever grew up to well, begin okay, with. Okay, I'll but, give you yeah. that. I'll, I'll definitely give you that. The uh, mm-hmm. but the but the thing is there that. Um, through the magic of BBSs, uh, I don't remember what was the, we, we're, we're products of the BBS age. In fact, there's a documentary out there called BBS the Movie or something that's like that. Right. I've been meaning to check out, but I've, that's like seven hours long or something. But I haven't checked yeah. it out. Yet. But um, the um, we're products of, products of the BBS scene in glorious Joliet, Illinois. Uh, four prisons, no waiting, and. Um, me and you were talking. I don't even remember which BBS it was. Was it? Uh, it was either. Was it Sackbase or was it? Uh... I was never on Sackbase. It was. It was. I. I knew you from Revelations. Okay, that's right. Our friend, our mutual friend, Bob's BBS, and eight one five seven two seven. I think he still has the number. Actually, you're kidding me. I think he still owns that oh. number. Uh, last I knew he owned it. We'll have to talk to him about that. But he doesn't have yeah. the BBS up. He hasn't had it up in eons. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you were using the handle Marshall Hogan, and I kept changing my handle every two weeks or so. Oh, I changed mine quite a few times. Uh, Marshall Hogan, Samus Aaron, uh, what was the other one? Um, uh, I did Wiley Coyote for a while. Really? The thing was same as Aaron. I was a huge fan of the uh, Nintendo game Metroid at the time, not realizing that if you solve the uh, the game Metroid with a in a sh- in a short enough time span, you get a different ending, and the ending revealed Samus to be a woman. Uh huh. And yeah, I think that's about spoiler it. alert. Yeah, I think that's about the first time I decided to uh, to change my handle. And uh, Marshall Hogan was a character in the book uh, This Present Darkness. Uh, in retrospect, that was probably a pretty lame handle. Uh, and then I did Wiley Coyote because I just ran out of ideas and all that. But we got to talk and, and uh, come to find out, we, me and Sean actually at the time lived only like four doors down. We lived like four That's doors right. from four four houses from each other. And. Yep. Um, Yes, there was many a night uh, I would uh, go by your place to log in your local BBS. The only way you could log That's into right. it was if I went over to your, if people went over to your house and logged into it. Yeah, I think I had two users, not counting myself. Uh, Cracker Jack. 
I don't remember if he was you. I don't. He might have been. He might have been. Uh, I haven't talked to him in a long time. I don't know what happened to him. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Hey, Cracker Jack, if you hear us, uh, hey, uh, look us up. Anyway, anyway. Um, but so, so that, hey, that's, that's kind of how me and me and you pretty much met. And you know, the rest. Of we were extremely single. single at the time. Both of us, yes. Oh, very. God. Yeah, and uh, I don't know about you. Nah, I think I'll leave that for a different podcast. Let's leave. Yeah, yeah. Here you go. The, <laughs> the less said, the better. Mm. But um, so you know, we're talking about it. We've always been the fan of the of the games. I was more of an Atari person. You were more of a uh, an Amiga person. And um, well, I was an Atari person during the video game era. But my first true. computer. This is the true. first computer I got, it was uh, my eighth grade graduation present, was a Commodore 64C. And what I found is that people tend to stick with the name brands they're familiar with. So, you know what? I upgraded to an Amiga, and I was an Amiga user for 13 years, up until 2006. So that's how faithful I was. That's how long I stuck to it. And, um, and you know, people who start off start off with Atari computers, they, tend, they tended to upgrade to, say, the, the ST. Which I had. And, which you had. I remember that thing. It wasn't bad. The, the I really hated the sound on it, though. It was all, it, it was it all. It sounded like all, like bubblegummy in a way. You know, kind of like the like or what was that song? Popcorn. You remember that song? Hot butter. Is that hot butter? I thought it was called popcorn. That's hot butter. Ah, okay. No, that's the hot butter is the band. Popcorn is the song. Yeah, so yeah, you're right. So we were both technically correct in one way or another. But yes, the, the music on the ST kind of sounded like that, and it really got to me after a while. I mean, I, I still loved my ST, uh, with, the pop, with the exception of where the heck that they put that damn mouse and joystick port under the damn keyboard. And I do not know of, an, a, single, of a single Atari STFM owner that has not had problems with that. And it got so bad that I eventually ended up, I never unplugged the mouse. If, if we were playing more than a, a two-player game, or more than a one-player game, no, 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 no. You're just going to have to wait your turn until I'm done, because I am not unplugging that mouse, because if I unplug it and plug it back in, chances are good that it won't work again. <laughs> and that was the stupidest dang decision they ever made with that. And... Um, Oh, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't mention what my very first computer was. My, the ST was not my first computer. Do you remember what it was? Was it a Coleco Atom? It was a Coleco Atom. A Coleco Atom. Wow. And it. So I actually surprisingly got some very uh, had some very good times with that thing. I pretty much learned, uh, you know, taught myself programming on that, and uh, they had they really had a bunch of, of uh, fun games on there. And in fact. If you've never played the Coleco Adam version of Zaxxon, you are missing the absolute best home version of Zaxxon ever created. It still had the choppy scrolling like the ColecoVision did, but it had four screens that were not in any other version. Uh, it Including had, the arcade? Not even the arcade. Wow. It had uh, an end boss, and it had a save game feature. Oh. It kicked ass it was the best version of that game ever and um it was awesome because eventually there was a bunch of prototype games that uh, that they were making for the atom that had come out um or that had never come out but uh, they were released into the public domain uh, they had jeopardy which was a very good version and if you 
when load on the uh, lo- game load screen, if you hit the right combination of uh, of keys at the big on the on the load game screen, it loaded up a series of Jeopardy questions about the programmers. <laughs> Oh, it was quite uh, quite interesting. Uh, I didn't realize that a couple of them actually worked on the arcade Cuber. Really? Yes. Um, you know that a galloping ghost, they the, the uh, Cubert developer actually autographed their cabinet. Oh, no kidding! I am not kidding. Oh, I have to. Yeah. Look by into the that. way, Jim and I are kind of blessed in that we live in an area that is that has you know, retro arcades all over the place. You got Galloping Ghost in Brookfield, uh, Underground Retrocade in West Dundee. Uh, here in Chicago, where I currently live, there are tons of beer cades. Uh, you, you got Emporium, you got uh, uh, Headquarters. And they just uh, Logan, opened up uh, Level 257 in Schaumburg. And I was just there a couple of weekends ago. Which, for those not in the know, Level 257 is a Pac-Man-themed restaurant-slash-arcade, which is directly owned by Namco, if I'm not mistaken. You are not mistaken. Yeah. Which is why I was surprised to see to see like baby Pac-Man in there. You know, it's like really the, the Namco actually allows this to exist in their in their property. Yeah, that that's a whole interesting story about how uh, how Namco got pissed at Bally Midway for not uh, for. Uh, coming out with uh, games that were not sanctioned by, by uh, Namco that were using the Pac-Man characters. But quite frankly, with the exception of Professor Pac-Man, maybe Baby Pac-Man, um, Bally Midway really pretty much came up with the correct sequels for it. Um, oh, yeah. Absolutely. As much as I love Super Pac-Man, and I love Super Pac-Man, Ms. Pac-Man and Pac-Man Jr. are the natural progression of things, the way that the, they should... The way that they uh, should have officially evolved from the original game. And um, Super Pac-Man, it's different enough from the original Pac-Man. Well, let's put it this way. It is to Pac-Man what the arcade game Blaster is to Robotron. Blaster is ostensibly a sequel to Robotron, but the gameplay is pretty much nothing like it. Uh, you can't really say that, that say it that much about Super Pac-Man, but it's different enough where you could have pretty much slapped any character on there and it would have been, you could have called it pretty much anything you wanted. Well, that was Namco's whole point. The reason they didn't they, they didn't like Ms. Pac-Man and the other ones is because the gameplay was too similar. Right. Their ruling was that, hey, if you want a real sequel, there's got to be something different. Which brings this up. You know what the next official Namco sanction to Pac-Man was after Super Pac-Man? Pack land. No, uh, before that there was Pack and Pal. Oh right. Which, despite what a lot of people on the internet say, actually was available here in the United States. I don't recall seeing it, but yeah, it was called Pac Man and Chomp Chomp. Okay. And instead of that little goblin that goes around the maze, it they was replaced the dog it from the with cartoon. The, the dog from the cartoon, absolutely. And the thing is. I saw it at, at uh, the Aladdin's Castle at Lincoln Mall. Man, oh, we are yeah. so Midwest, aren't we? So, <laughs> sorry, those of you not from the Midwest don't know what the heck we're talking about. But um, I saw it, and my first thought was, this is Super Pac-Man. Because the maze looked just, li- just like it. Uh, the control panel was obviously a repurposed Super Pac-Man control panel. Because mm-hmm. it, it used a button, and the button was on either side of it. And, the, and uh, so it's like, this is very close to Super Pac-Man. Pac-Man, so how is this so much different to be yet another sequel? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. 
And it's, it's oh the the uh, uh, man, I'm getting tongue tied here. That's uh, one of my things. That's good. That's a recurrent thing. Maybe we should have a drinking game for this podcast. Um, there's a very uh, there's an interesting podcast out there called The Book of Mormon, or I'm sorry, it's called My Book of Mormon. And the guy he's an atheist reading through it. And um, the Book of Mormon is the Book of Mormon itself is so much is so full of the phrase, and it came to pass that every time he says every time he's reading from the Book of Mormon and he says that he goes drink you drink up you take a shot <laughs> and you get you will get drunk by the end of every episode I swear, but um, I'll have to try that. But yeah, you hear us. You hear us talking about uh, different podcasts. While we're at it, might as well uh, uh, give you a little plug. Uh, Jim has his own podcast on the side, uh, sort of a side project, if you will. Uh, what's it called again? Uh, side Project Live. Oh, okay. All right. Hmm. Every sense, Saturday morning at nine a.m. Normal Standard Central Standard Time, and uh, we it's, uh, it's Central Daylight Time now. Well, true. Uh, yeah. We it's a libertarian political podcast. Although every now and then we break from the mold of the format to do something interesting. A couple of weeks ago, uh, three weeks ago from when this is being recorded, uh, we actually had Trace Beaulieu from Mystery Science Theater on the show, and uh, that was a very interesting episode, for those of you who haven't heard it. Uh, episode 150, for those keeping score. So uh, you might want to listen to that, but um, there's a lot of interesting uh, podcasts in the Chicago area, and uh, a couple of my former co-workers have their own shows. Uh, Steve, too, he has his own podcast. He does it live every every weekday morning at 6.30 to 9.30. And uh, one of my other uh, co-workers, former boss Mike Tamano, has got his own podcast now. And uh, um, Also, um, they're also uh, my former co-worker and former boss as well. Exactly. And yeah. it's funny you mention this because one of my co-hosts on my show, The Side Project, is a guy by the name of Eric Ferguson, who actually used to also work with uh, Steve and Mike, and I did not know this. <laughs> he was their boss at one time. Eric Ferguson is Rick Ferguson? Yeah. yeah. You know what? It might be. Because he was the program director when I... He hired me. You know what? That could be. Eric? Hmm. Rick? That You know what? It might be the same guy. It might be the same guy. Hey, uh, uh, Eric Ferguson, if you're really Rick Ferguson or the other way around, uh, hey, how you doing? Long time no see. Anyway. Anyway, but you know we're kind of um, getting off topic here. But um, but anyway, hey, yeah. Since we're plugging our other stuff, uh, my what I have to plug is a little bit closer to the topic. Uh, I don't do another podcast, but I do have a a very nerdy blog called Pack Maniacs. That's P A C M A N I A X dot wordpress dot com. Um, I every what I'm doing something I'm doing this year is every month I'm gonna have a post that has to do with. Um, Pac-Man clones, Pac-Man games that weren't really Pac-Man, like, say, Casey Munchkin, remember that one? Um, so, yeah, and I, I post a lot of other stuff, too, uh, when I remember to, that is, but, uh, so, yeah, there you go. I um, remember talking about Pac-Man clones and the Atari ST. There was by the way, I'm a big Pac-Man fan, in case people have not figured that out yet. <laughs> the uh, hey, Atari ST. And I, uh, I interrupt people all the time. The, uh, there was it's a pretty a bad habit. Great you know. version. You really shouldn't public... interrupt people. <laughs> there was a great public domain version of Pac-Man on the Atari ST, and I can't remember the name of it. But uh, for those of you who are Doctor Who fans, in one of the levels, the uh, the ghosts were re replaced with Daleks. So, 
how nerdy is yeah, that? If any of you happen to, if, yeah, if any of you happen to remember that, you can go to Facebook. Uh, we right now we have a Facebook page called it's called Well, believe it or not, Pie Factory Podcast. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, we're eventually, we'll eventually have a website and other, you know, other fun crap like that. So uh, just uh, you know, keep in touch, and we'll keep we'll keep in touch with you. They keep reaching for the stars. Keep, yep. I'm Casey Kasem with a song in my heart and phlegm in my throat. <clears> throat> so play the record. <laughs> it's hard enough to come out of one of those GD up-tempo records and do a GD death dedication about somebody's dog dying. <clears throat> That's actually not a bad Casey Kasem impersonation. It's too bad. Well, I got to leave a better way. one. Listen to this. It's like... How was that? I thought that was really good. Seeing that is the most old. recent. Case, that's the best recent Casey Kasem impersonation I've ever heard. Yeah, I know, isn't it? So awesome? kudos, kudos. <laughs> oh boy, but um, hey, why the name the Pie Factory? What? Yeah, why? Because it seemed like a good idea at the time. There you go. So those of you wondering, that good idea at the time. Good night, everybody. See you next episode. Seriously, it's uh, for those in the know, it's the fourth almost rarely seen screen for the average Donkey Kong player of the game Donkey Kong. And we were just in the United States, at least. Yeah, I never got that. I kind of like the Japanese version, the Japanese progression better because you got to see it. It makes more sense in Japan. It It really does. does. It definitely does. I, I, I don't get you play the two screens. And then you start over, then you play threes, and it ensures people will very rarely see the pie factory screen, which, or the cement factory, as most people call it. But the um, that's actually my favorite screen. It's a, the the rare times I've it. ever made it. It I, I, it's usually you just go up the ladder and you're done. You know. Yeah, there's there's not much to that screen. That is obviously, in my opinion, the least imaginative screen in Donkey Kong. The greatest thing. And once again, going back to the Coleco Adam, is it pretty much had the definitive home version of Donkey Kong? Because the graphics, as much as I love the Atari 8-bit version of Donkey Kong, the uh, the Coleco Adam version of Donkey Kong had all the intermissions, all the music, and it was the only home version, with the exception of the Atari 8-bit, that had all four screens. And there's a rumor going around that um, that Coleco actually created a fifth screen for it. Um, there is definitely a version of Donkey Kong Jr. for the Coleco Atom, uh, a prototype version that actually has their own their own uh, Coleco's own fifth screen called Mario's Kitchen, which, uh, look it up on YouTube, it's uh, quite interesting, but uh, whenever we get to Donkey Kong Jr., I think we can talk more about it then, but... Um, it's really interesting. Coleco really went all out with their home versions of these of the games. Uh, their home, the home. At least on the Coleco Vision, they went all out. I don't. You mentioned the you mentioned Zaxxon earlier. I was just playing the Atari Twenty Six Hundred version of Zaxxon this weekend. It's like, yeah, I mean, I actually like it, but it's but <laughs> they did not go all it's out. It's not Zaxxon. Which it's good that it's not Zaxxon because I really suck at Zaxxon. Did you see that they that there was a homebrew? Uh, yes, a, a recent homebrew of uh, yes, of a I Zaxxon saw that. Like game it looks called space yeah something like it looks really amazing like so good job whoever yeah. did that and speaking of homebrews in atari 2600 did you see that there i don't know if it's still in progress or if it's been finished but there is a homebrew hmm. or at least is going to be a homebrew uh donkey kong for the 2600 that looks frighteningly close to the arcade version 
it's re- the, the graphics are really good. It kind of scrolls. Is that the? I'm wondering if that's the version that I have. Uh, I think the ver- is that the one that the screen is so big that exactly. It's scroll yeah, up. I've got that one, um, but that must be an earlier uh, ROM version. But even though it looks pretty much done, yeah. or, or, or are you saying they're finally going to? Release oh, I don't. I don't know that much, but uh, but it, they're they're. It, in some form, it is out there. So those of you who, want to, who like to run Stella, or if, like me, you have this little thing that I'm holding up that Jim can see and nobody else can see, uh, it's called a Harmony cartridge. Well, if I was you know? not on my Facebook page, I could but, see it. Uh, ah, there we are. Uh, yeah, there it is. The Harmony uh, the cartridge, Harmony yes. Card. I yeah. want one of Except, those. Oh, you know, I could never get it working on this thing. That's the only thing. I, I, I have to play it in really? Stella. But it's a really good conversion. The, the only thing oh. is the collision detection is a little bit weird. So, Yeah, and it takes a little bit getting used to the scrolling screen, but other than yeah. that, it looks... If you can, if you can, if you don't mind a little bit of flicker, it looks exactly Oh, this like is weird. Nothing. I can see you in and my glasses. I can see I can see you in your glasses. That is, I'm not wearing glasses. See, oh, that, that's weird. I'm. It's like I'm looking at. I'm sorry, folks, but uh, modern technology is uh, really making my uh, brain kind of freeze. So, but here's my Max Headroom impersonation. There we go, and that works really well because since this is an audio, absolutely, absolutely, but. I think what we'll do here is, is that we're not going to talk too much more about Donkey Kong because um, this is our episode zero. People get to kind of know us and all that. And people that are listening can see what I'm doing there with my hands. Yeah. You know, because doing the... the I hope they're all there. deaf. No, it's not what you're thinking. I was not making shadow puppets. Sure you <laughs> Some weren't. people. But we decided since the name of our podcast is The Pie Factory... We're going to do two games for our first episode, and that will be... Let's see. What did we what's, decide on? What's, let's see. What's that first one again? Um, I think it actually has a Pie Factory-like thing in it. What was that again? Uh, Donkey Schlong? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Was it, it was like Monkey Dung or something? I don't know. Uh, donkey Dung or Donkey something Schlong like or Kong Dung? When we figure it out, you know, we'll let donk. you know. But uh, the second game we're going to... Oh, I don't need a don. I don't need a gun. Yeah. I got a should donk. Should we... Uh... A donk? What's a donk? Yeah, should we tell them what the second game's going to be, too? Dundee reference. All right. The yes. Sec- it is going to be Donkey Kong... Three. Three. Yes. Come on. Yes. You really think Not we're going to be that predictable? Uh, Come see on. what we did there? See, see what we did there? The old switcheroo! Oh. <laughs> and... It's you're going to be your guys' job to figure out what the theme is. And no, it's not Donkey Kong. No. Because, duh, that would be too easy. Yeah, it's not Donkey Kong. It's if not it left-handed Kong. Nintendo games, which is, well, all of them, unfortunately. Redundant. Um, and not only is it redundant, but it's the same thing over and yeah. over again. And it's not games that look like Crazy Kong. And <laughs> it is not games that have donkeys. Oh, Oh, there goes there goes my guess. How many games do have donkeys? I don't know. I got a Does Zookeeper have donkeys? No, oh. it doesn't. All right, so that's that's yeah. We're gonna have to create a game that has donkeys in your attack. You hit the attack button, your donkey turns around, it kicks the, kicks the enemy with its back feet. 
Yeah, so hard that the uh, that the uh, enemy lands in Hong Kong. So that way you can actually have a Donkey Kong Donkey Kong game. Ooh. Oh man! Oh, do you watch the do you watch the Angry Video Game I, Nerd? I think I saw one of those a long time ago. Oh gosh, his most current episode is awesome. He reviews a game that came out for. I want to think it was the Super Famicom. It was so bad. How bad was it? Well, it, I will tell you, Monkey Breath. It was so bad. No, he um, the the game is called Hong Kong '97. It was a Hong Kong '97 or Hong Kong '95. It doesn't matter. It's Hong Kong '97 or '95, something like that. <laughs> In the game, you know, I'm not going to spoil it. Look it up. It is easily. The worst game ever made. It's even worse than uh, Big was it Big Rigs, the game that had no collision detection. Um, the enemy, the uh, the truck you're supposed to race. Not only was there no AI, there were no physics behind it either. In other words, it was just it just stayed there. When the race started, it never moved. <laughs> and on top of that, the collision te- detection is so bad in the game. Is when you when there was a dr- uh, a bridge coming up on the road, you would fall through the bridge into the chasm below, and then if you gun it to go up the hill on the other side, you don't lose speed at all, <laughs> and you actually go faster going in reverse than you do forward. And you can drive, there are no boundaries on the play field either. You can drive so far. I know what our episode two game is going to (laughs) be. Well, it's not an arcade game, sadly. But we should discuss what our episode two games are going to be. Yes, we should. And every episode is going to have two games. Two games. Count them. One, one, five. See? And um, let the record show that Jim was holding up seven fingers. Yeah. Well, actually, I was holding up 11. Yes. Anyway. Fingers. Fingers. Okay. So, I don't know. I guess that's about all we need to say right now. I guess uh, so. I hope we haven't thoroughly disgusted anyone. And uh, not only had, I hope we didn't thoroughly disgust anyone, I hope we didn't talk about them either. Exactly. Didn't disgust them either. Yep. So, so hey, if you're still listening, right. uh, congratulations. You're a much better person than I am. Yes. I'm part of this conversation and I could barely listen to it. Yeah, tell me about it. No, don't yeah. tell me about it. Please, hate, please don't tell me. Yeah. I, I, I hate you. Yeah, yeah. Hate you. Uh, hate your show. Uh, Beavis, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, fart knocker. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, Beavis, shut up or I'll shove those antlers up your butt sideways. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 that could hurt. <laughs> uh, Please don't sue us, I, Mike Judge. Oh, don't sue us. Oh, gosh. Yes, love the Google Hangouts. And uh, and actually, by the time we get our first episode going, not only will we have a website, we'll have an email address. So I totally forgot about yep. that. So yep. we're going to have to get that before somebody harshes our mellow. Yeah, should we do Twitter, too? Uh, sure, why not? Okay, and how about Friendster and I'll my... I'll put you in charge of Twitter. Okay, how about... Uh, I, I see the joke that's about to happen that I'm not going to let happen. Should we also uh, do Friendster and MySpace while we're at it? Uh, 
no, I think we should go for the gusto and go CompuServe. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, our CompuServe address is going to be 95004,7536. Okay. And then I think after that, we should go really high stakes and go for Genie. Yes. Yeah. And um, coming up, we're also going to have a Telex number. So stay stay uh, <laughs> listening for that. So, um, <laughs> all right. This. Oh, and you can find us on punch cards. Punch cards. We'll yes. have those available. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Go to your local yes, IBM store. There's going to be a store. lot of them. Yep. And um, <laughs> there will be lots of them. So uh, you're going to have to pick them up. All right. This we're not is going to ship them. And we are also on Atari Age as well. We will... Yeah. If you're on Atari Age, contact Dauber, that is he, or Inky, that is me. And uh, if you got any questions or whatever, and... If you got any questions or whatever, look it up on Google. Yeah. Let me Google that for you. Gosh, that is such a condescending website. <laughs> In other words, I use it all the time. Yeah, that's why I use DuckDuckGo now. Let me DuckDuckGo that for you. That, that makes people think for a moment. <laughs> Let me search a damn internet for yeah. you. <laughs> so, anyway, I think we're about done with the first episode. Um, so. Yeah, I think so, too. We're, well, actually, yeah. our zeroth episode. Zeroth. Yes. Zeroth. We haven't done <laughs> our first point one, one episode. Yeah, that sounds good. Point it's one. only one tenth of an episode, and boy, does the content show. Yeah, up. and I'm showing about uh, about half hour down, which means that um, our next episode will have to be five hours. Dun dun dun. Yeah. Yes, that w- <laughs> treat for me. All right. So anyway, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. I am not Jim, and I am not Sean. Thank God for that. So uh, we'll uh, talk to you all next time. And remember these words of wisdom. If a problem comes along, you must whip it. Bye-bye now. This episode of the Pie Factory podcast was produced and edited by Jim Goebel. Opening and closing theme is The Happy L, composed by Sean Courtney. Jim and Sean can be contacted on Facebook via the Pie Factory podcast page, over email at piefactory at fab4it.com, or over Twitter at piefactorypfp. Visit the Pie Factory podcast on the web via Flarkit, flark.it slash piefactory. <laughs>